0: have sean capri i didn't prepare so there's no more rhymes and i just wanted to say thank you adam for giving us official music for our podcast um guys i have had the busiest month of my life other than spending time in the hospital with my children i didn't play much of my game i'm completely unprepared and i wanted to start this episode and dedicate it to one of our listeners and list off our uh, patreon backers Alrighty, now that we got that done, <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the thick of things. Um, we, we normally start off here with a get to know your co-host, which is just our BS session, kind of like shout-outs or whatever you want to talk about. Geek
1: Outs! Geek Outs.
0: <laughs> uh so the first thing I wanted to do was uh throw Sean under the bus and say, I want to hear what you're thinking about this uh upcoming daughter. Oh my she gosh. Wait,
2: can we we need to t- we need to back up a little bit. First of okay. all, thank you guys for having me on. I am beyond honored that I'm on episode ten. The this is a big milestone. Congratulations. And you guys do you're not on every week. You're not doing this every single week. So this is this is bigger than what normally is a. This is this is almost a whole year under your belts. And yeah. a lot of a lot has happened since you guys started this thing. So and a lot has improved, and a lot has from audio equipment to you even doing this to all of the things. So. I'm very grateful to even be here and just hang out with you guys on a nice Saturday night. You guys are very accommodating for me as well. And we lined this up, I don't know what, like five months in advance. So that was very sweet. Well, it almost, um, it kind of reminds me of when I lined up the uh, the secret photographer for when I proposed to Chelsea, she didn't know that uh, the photographer there was supposed to capture us getting engaged. She just thought she was on some sort of like learn how to use your camera tour. And uh, I lined that up just about as much in advance as this one. So thank you guys for, have me on i don't know what is supposed to happen tonight but are um, we
3: married now
2: i think oh. that's what just happened
0: well oh. i want to let it's you exactly in the same se- process yeah i want to <laughs> let you in on a little secret and it's because it didn't work out but i was uh totally trying to set up a roast of sean capri i would where... love that well the the thing was and i got too busy during the month but i was in contact with chelsea about sending in an adopt a backlogger segment that's really where she, good. Yeah, she was going to start off talking about a game she was playing and then like 30 seconds into it, just starts slamming you about how you're doing a podcast like three weeks before the baby's coming. You got a pregnant wife sitting at home that needs attention and here you are talking to a bunch of no-name idiots on the internet. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and, pretty much yeah.
2: my life though. That's the best thing. It's not <laughs> and then, I, just,
0: and then I forgot to follow up with her.
2: <laughs> so felt uh, it fell through. You nailed it, man. <laughs> no, but we're getting, it's it's getting real, man. And I don't know how, like maybe it was the same with you, surge with your with your move and everything like you know the date like the date has been locked down for so long and it was the same with our wedding and and even our move and just big dates and even christmas like you know christmas is happening but somehow it still like sneaks up on you like a son of a gun and um so like halloween happened just a couple of days ago and then all of a sudden it's november 1st we're like oh crap two weeks like how the heck did that happen yeah. so it's just it, it's happening very very soon and all the the last minute um little changes and things that we got to get going are happening last minute. So we're down to it, man. We're into the, we're getting into single digit day countdown for a new baby. Cause uh, the baby will be of course, surgically removed from my wife's pelvis. Well, that's so. the way they do it nowadays. How old is mm-hmm. uh link link will be, he'll be 19 months
0: almost 19. by almost to the day by the time this baby comes. Okay. So with me and having Jacob who's going on four years now, Like, I think this is the first Halloween he's going to remember. Sweet. Yeah. And he had a blast. And like the first house we went to, we go to this neighborhood close by and the neighborhood goes all out. There's decorations everywhere. Like a million kids show up. There's cars parked on like every single corner. Um, So we get to the first house. He sees the decorations. He gets that candy. He comes back to me, dad, I can't wait to see more. And, you know, he's going, he's just enjoying the trick or treat aspect, getting candy. He tells me he wants to save the candy for when we get home which of course he then passed out on the way home. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so the next day though, which is what I thought was gonna happen, he gets mad at me because it's not dark outside. And I'm like, well, why is this a problem? He goes, cause I want to go Halloween.
1: Mm -hmm. And I'm
0: like, but Jacob, we only do Halloween once a year. Dad, I want more candy. Jacob, we have candy at home. Dad, Halloween. And I'm like, well, I can't end that argument any better so i should
2: try that more often just like clearly just just repeat
0: (laughs) yeah children that's that's what they get you with they're just like no i'm gonna keep saying it until you get what i want exactly just stupid persistence i like it yeah but (sighs) yeah i'm so excited because you know like he's in that phase where like he remembers everything and last year he was real big into the christmas lights Mm -hmm. so we're looking forward to doing that again and then of course you know sophia is only like six months old so she just kind of like looking around and being pretty and all that other <laughs> stuff. But you know, as soon as he gets to the age where he's used to everything, I'm gonna go right through that same phase again. So kind of nice. happy that I'm getting used to it now, but it's just it's a blast. Children yeah, are man. crazy.
3: Yeah. You can't sell them.
0: Uh what do you think? no. So oh. um <clears throat> Just Challenge accepted, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, there's one I'd like to sell, but I don't think anybody wants them. Um, but like for me, everything has been so busy this past month. Like it flew by, like you were talking about something comes up and you know it's going to happen, yet you're not prepared for it. Well, we've had the whole moving experience. Like we knew it was coming up and then we closed on our house and we realized that we had maybe a quarter of the other house packed. I had a vacation to go out to a buddy's wedding and we all knew that was coming. And then the day that it like arrived, my wife's like, well, uh, crap, I'm not prepared for this because it was just like, everything happened at once. And then everybody just kind of like sitting there blinking in like disbelief. But, um, the big thing that I really wanted to share about my new house is through the eyes of a toddler, Jacob now calls it the big house because Our old house was 1,200 square feet, and this one is 3,000 square feet. Uh, I would call it the big house, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So he's like, we're like, hey, I'm going to go home. I don't want to go to the little house. I want to go to the big house, Dad. And then we'll be driving, and we'll like run past a strip of houses. Dad, why are all these houses so little? They're not like the big house. And it's just like that little child enthusiasm. Um, And then the last thing I want to touch on is I did go to Pennsylvania for a wedding. And I live in Vegas where it's nice and warm and my lows have been in the mid to high fifties. And then I went to Pennsylvania where the highs were in the high forties, low fifties, and I get out there and my buddy's furnace was broke. So the whole time, the whole time I was out there, uh, he had no running heat, except for some space heaters in the house. And then they finally fixed the furnace on the day I left, which I really think was them just trying to kick me out quicker.
1: Yeah.
3: are like, uh, <laughs> um, you need to leave.
0: But yeah. So that's, that's been my entire month is just either packing, moving, unpacking, traveling the country and working. It's so... a busy
3: month, Serge. I, you know, well done. Well Turkey.
0: done, sir. Turkey. Yes. I, I believe you have a surprise for Mr. Capri.
3: Oh well, so any any guests that we have, we always have to play a game. I always want to play a game with our guests, just and like, so. this is this is not. I
2: was just gonna make the voice, but I didn't want to be too
1: creepy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, um, this game I call Johnny or Barbara.
1: Are you sorry you didn't burn the tapes?
4: If my kids hear this, they're gonna be really mad. Love it so there was a tweet
3: from radio. we the gamer cast that said well time to shut it down at johnny casino is the new number one one verse no i'm sorry is the new one verse one king incredible episode of radio is lame so these are interview questions from either johnny casino or barbara walters
4: <laughs> that's awesome
3: so you have to decide, Sean. Is it Johnny Casino or is it Barbara Walters? I don't know if I'm going to be able to tell. You can do it. I don't I mean, it's, yeah. All right. So I also have a bumper for this, which I'm hoping comes out well, which I'm excited about. All <laughs> right. So number one, is it parabolic?
2: Is that the question?
0: That is the question. Okay. Hold
2: on, hold on. <laughs> okay this I'm pretty sure was Johnny because I'm pretty sure he looped back to say, hey, man, I just used parabolic in
3: a sense. It is exactly Johnny Casino and his use of big words that he's tooting his own horn, which he also loves the phrase tooting his own horn, which, um, yes, so Johnny Casino, one That's for Sean Capri.
2: Favorite. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, next one. What do you sing? What do you sing?
2: Gosh, these are really hard because I'm kind of wanting you to like give a little, give me a little more.
3: Nothing so, more. It's, it's That's all you like,
2: get. Kind of a coin flip, I would say. Yeah. i even go with this one. This one's, what
3: do you sing? Why would he ask? It's gotta be Barbara, but I feel it's like Barbara Walters asking Radio. Bill Gates. I don't know what Bill Gates uh, said he would sing, but yes, that is that is a Barbara Walters question to, to Bill Gates. All right, so next one. How, I how kind is of, Kenny is, like, G?
1: the whole episode.
3: It, it. I mean, is it, it, we're gonna cut it short. I yeah, hope have, like
2: seventy-five questions. <laughs> no, no. So get comfy, Serge.
3: <laughs> Serge, you can chime in. Uh, you know, if, if if you need to phone a friend,
1: mm-hmm. we can. Chris we Berto. can see.
3: <laughs> How is Kenny G? How is Kenny G? Hmm.
2: I feel like I remember Johnny talking about this. I think this is a Johnny Casino. It is a
3: Johnny Casino question. <laughs> Why was he talking about Johnny or Kenny G. So he was talking to Dave Moore. Yeah, David. David Moore um, about uh, his interview of jazz uh, musicians at one point, and uh, he asked. Um, Dave how Kenny G was, or he? Maybe oh, assuming he
2: didn't
3: know. He didn't know who Kenny G was. So um, funny, yeah, of course. Yes.
2: Yeah. Okay, I'm with you. All, All right.
3: right. All right. is um, gonna be
2: a huge like ego boost for Johnny. <laughs> like I listen to everything he does, man. So there you go, Johnny. And I don't listen to Barbara Walters. So I mean, not anymore, anyways. I mean, you should. That's in my I, embarrassing, I, youth That's in my embarrassing you. <laughs>
3: I was trying to see, like, I, I actually haven't Googled this, but is is Barbara Walters still alive? Do we know? There's yes. probably no way to find out.
0: She is. Definitely okay. no way to My wife watches The View, and she still comes on once in a while. Oh, okay. I don't uh. want to admit that in public, so, yeah. <laughs> <essentially>. <laughs> uh.
3: All right, next one. Do you think you're pretty?
2: That's, that's, uh, oh, that could be either. I feel like... You you're probably pulling a specific example where it could be Johnny or Barbara. But I feel like both have definitely asked that question at some point. But I'm gonna go with Barbara on this one.
3: Barbara Walters. I can't stump Sean Capri.
2: Oh, nailed it, nailed it. She but I feel like I feel like Johnny's asked me that. I feel like Johnny's asked me that.
3: Well, but you do look, think
0: about it.
3: You look very oh. nice this evening, Sean, so I mean I could see that.
0: All I know is every time we have a guest on they appear to nail the trivia. So-
3: okay, only uh, when I made when I made questions for Dave and Johnny, I I did a what was it? A name this game and they they didn't name I don't think any of them and I felt kind of like these are too tough. So, I don't know, maybe these are too easy. I don't know.
2: I don't know. I just pay attention.
3: <sighs> okay.
2: I studied. I studied for <laughs> <laughs>
3: um okay next one why do you do all these things
2: that's definitely johnny that's a johnny question definitely that's definitely johnny but i feel like they ask like similarly like just very simple but questions that blow open a conversation that's why this is a good game
0: i I feel like that was a question that sent guru on like a 10 minute tangent
3: i think that was jason lacy it was jason lacy yeah man winner yeah all right i'm gonna get you on one of these i, I yeah, know
2: it at two times speed man it still goes locks up in there
3: <laughs> okay i tried to listen to something on two times speed the other day i don't know how you do that sean that is incredible
2: you work up to it you work up to it it wasn't just like you don't go from like one to two you just gotta crawl it up a little bit and see where you can plus as like well i won't get into it let's keep going
3: all right <laughs> where do you falter
2: I have no idea, but it's got to be Barbara. I don't think Johnny uses Falter. I don't think that's, I don't think that one's his.
3: Johnny yeah. Casino.
2: cut myself off from insulting him too much. I'm like, man, if this is his. Yeah, yeah he, I think he's no he, insulting he, no matter what. That was he, bound to get one wrong.
3: He, he used that. Uh, he asked uh, Jason Lacey that as well. Um, and, you know, it's probably a round parabolic. I think it's probably, mm. he probably stacked the two on top of each other.
2: Falter, good for you, Johnny.
3: Mm-hmm,
2: Awesome to spell it though.
3: Next one, do you have any regrets?
2: That's that, that's a Barbara question. She probably asked everybody that.
3: <laughs> it is a Barbara question. She asked Sharon Osbourne that question. So I
2: feel did. like I even like remember that. Yeah. Why what? would I even have? Oh God! Just even in a commercial, like little little spot.
3: Well, maybe this next one. What drives you?
2: That's a. Oh, that could be. That could be either or. But I feel like that's a Johnny Casino one.
3: It's a Johnny Casino yeah. question. Mm-hmm. Yes. I did pull a lot of these from the Jason Lacey episode. I felt like those questions were more poignant. Like they were like this question.
2: They're very, Bar- they're very Barbara.
3: Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was trying to go with the most Barbara, where Johnny was being the most Barbara.
0: So Johnny Casino is the uh, Barbara Walters of the indie podcasting group now? I'd say so. Yep. Yes.
3: Hands down. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever ordered anyone killed <laughs>
2: <laughs> Barbara, but just imagine if it was Johnny
3: well there was some episodes of I think it was uh, Radio's Lame where they were something about what if we killed off Johnny or killed off Dave talking mm-hmm. about Dave going away uh, but yes that is in fact uh, Barbara Walters asking Vladimir Putin about uh, um, killing what did you expect him to say I mean yeah seriously like yeah <laughs> what about it yeah Maybe next yeah. barbara um exactly. what kind of tree are you what kind of tree are that is so bizarre but, right
2: here, oh, but barbara's weird too i want to give johnny at least credit for this one i want to at least like throw him i want i don't know if it's throwing my bone but i like to, i like to imagine johnny saying, saying it something like
3: this he'll use it in the next interview but this was a barbara walters question yeah so. it was a weird one what what was that what? What,
2: what what was the question Who was she asking that like what the heck is that what uh, kind of question is that
3: katherine hepburn she was asking i don't know why and uh i don't know what she said i would i what kind of tree are you sean let me let me uh let me put the ball in your court. maple tree i think just all canadians are are they maples maples yeah yeah, yeah.
2: I'm kind uh, of furry, though. Maybe I'm a fur.
3: A fur tree, yeah. I like a Douglas fur, maybe. Those Douglas, are nice.
2: Yeah. I go by Doug fur for short, though.
3: Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Douglas like the trucker, fur I'm more like the air freshener yeah. tree.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. Okay, only two more. Um, what is the biggest misconception about you?
2: That's got to be a Barbara. How many syllables were in that? there's a lot
3: so yes that is barbara walters asking lady gaga if she what are the biggest misconception about her that's a good and question like, i mean I, ask that. I should be writing these down man i should be asking people
2: these questions
0: <laughs> on the next we the gamer Caps. what is, is stolen from johnny and barbara
3: what like kind that. of tree are you
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> do you have any regrets what are you seeing <laughs> and last but not least how is boston market
5: what are you
2: talking about that it's gotta be barbara again i'm going barbara
3: it's johnny casino asking oh, david God. moore oh dave moore how he and he did not like barbara or not barbara walters he didn't like boston market he said he did not like it i do not like it sir so yes that, that is, is the game johnny or barbara and
4: that's really did, funny man
3: i i didn't uh, tally it but you won because we only have winners on the show, Sean.
1: Yeah.
0: He <laughs> gets the participation trophy.
2: That's right. I'll take it. I'll put it up with, oh, I don't really participate all that much. So I don't even get those. Ooh. My blank wall. I just yeah. buy my own toys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. So uh, now that uh, Johnny and Barbara are taken care of, let's roll into the community questions. We're going to start with Ryan Craig. Guys, what would you do for a Klondike bar? Anything. Nothing. Even in the winter?
2: Yeah, man. Are you kidding me? Klondike bars are delicious. That's why the question is so great.
3: The, really but is. the chocolate like slides off the side like a mm. like a piece of ice. Like it's mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm an ice cream guy. Klondike bar though, I'm gonna say it's it's bottom five of ice cream. Uh, Hot take. I, I on believe ice cream.
0: I believe that you're gonna get a lot of hate tweets.
3: Come at me. <laughs>
0: at me bro I, I, would give,
2: I would give Serge a brief foot massage for a Klondike bar <laughs> Ooh. how about
0: that <laughs> I would play a video game that I don't like for a Klondike bar
2: Oh,
3: but all you right. know what I'm talking I mean the, the you bite into it and then like it's like shards of chocolate
0: yeah and then I eat all the chocolate while uh, the ice cream's melting in my hand then mm-hmm. I lick it off of my hand like a yeah. kid <sighs> That's, that's how I live. I'd steal it that's away from audio. trying to
2: casino's kids for a clinical. I would take
3: it out of their hands. That's what I would do.
0: <laughs> uh, next question. What was the most exciting game you beat as a kid or as an adult?
3: I would say Mario 3D World on the Wii U because I played it with my girls. And it was just so exciting to see them, like, their emotions and excitement for taking down Bowser. I think that was the coolest thing, hands down. As an adult, as a kid, I didn't beat anything because games were hard and I'm garbage.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> John, you play a million games a year. What's I, know, the most I, don't beat, I don't beat any of the games.
2: That's the thing, man. I don't know. what the What's the most exciting game you beat as a kid? Oh, man, I am totally stumped on this one. I'm trying to think of because like when you when you the when you rolled credits on a game back in the day, it was like it was like nothing else, man. Like I haven't beat like a Mega Man game or anything like that. But I, you know, I think the old Mario games. I think that's a good answer. Is probably like because you just played it so often. I never beat any of like the the Ninja Turtles games or anything like that because nobody did. Um, I guess as an adult, I'm gonna skip to the adult part. Can I? Can I do that now? It's you can I know do anything
3: it. you want? It's okay. Safe place.
2: Um. I think I think rolling on uh, The Last of Us is kind of one of the most exciting moments because it's just like, what? Like, huh? You know, it, it, there's a couple games like that. I think The Last of Us, I think a couple of the Dragon Age games are like that for me where I finish it and I wanted to like start over and play it all over again or go into different podcasts dedicated to the show or, or start to the game and just dive more into it. Uh, I think some of those games are like the ones that are like really deep. And, yeah. and it's like a nice resolution at the end
1: uh,
0: so for me like as a kid like super mario brothers 3 because i beat the game so many times and i made sure to beat it with like every suit and by the way the frog suit was the hardest one to beat it with just because you're jumping That's crazy yeah I, I was i was ridiculous but i played it like a million times um and then and
2: that's why it doesn't come up to mind for me it's just because of how many times we beat it and played it and how many times you can like skip through it with warp whistles and stuff but like world 8 on mario 3 is kind of classic like it's just it brings me back to sleepovers Mm
1: -hmm. because
2: that's the only time you have like enough time to get there is if you're sleeping over somebody's house
0: yeah and then um like as an adult like for like me the like the emotional games like the last of us that was like a really really amazing game um when i beat the first dragon age Like, I had spent so much time in that. And, but like, the one that sticks out to me, kind of like copying off the turkey here, it's um, beating Shovel Knight recently, because like, this is the time where Jacob's starting to like get into and watch games and want to play with me. So, like, every time I picked up the Switch, he wanted to watch me play. And like, he would ask me to play, Dad, can you play that game where the guy goes like this and and, hits things? And I was like, Yeah. So, like, like that's really amusing me. Is like now that he's into these things, but of course he wants to play things that he's like way too complicated for him because he's not like a prodigy like Adam Leonard's kid, right? Yeah,
3: I can I can barely like jump and like jump over you know an actual pitfall. You know, I just jump up and then it's like no, my daughters are like, no, daddy, you have to press the jump button and and left, you know, then or right to get over the the whole yeah
0: and then uh final question from ryan if you could go on vacation in any video game world where would you go
2: i would go to lego dimensions oh yeah that's fun because that's kind of a cheating answer because then i can kind of go to anywhere pretty much Mm -hmm. i don't like it plus it's kind of like going into like um homer 3d Mm-hmm. Like we're yeah. like cartoon world, but it's not. It's all three D, and you're like, "What is this? What's what? My gut sticking out in front of me and everything."
3: I got Lego to make for sure. That's that is a good answer. I like that answer. Um, man, this is tough. Can I go with like Katamari Damacy? I just feel nice. like it's very simple and beautiful, and hopefully, I wouldn't get rolled up in a ball. And if I did, you know, I get to be a star. So.
0: Yeah, I right. like it. My, mine's generic, but I really want to go to the Mushroom Kingdom. I want to kidnap the princess and have Mario chase me. <laughs> Shocker. was is revealed, and, and that's where Sergei's going. Okay. <laughs> All righty. So Benji Kong asked, how do you deal with clearing games that have no end out of your backlog? So games like mm-hmm. Minecraft, for instance.
2: I see what you did there. Right. Kind of well, combined two two questions into one.
0: No, that was that was one. Like like the Minecraft is just like yeah. one of those ones where you can just play forever. But like how do you clear them out of your backlog? Do you just play until you're bored with the game or do you have like a goal that you want to meet before you give them up?
3: I just feel games like that are like, you know, if you put a kid in a sandbox, I mean it just like this is just what you do. You play around in the sand and you have fun. You make castles, and you knock them down, and then that's it. And you go back and do it again. I just, it does have an ending, or you can play through it. So, I mean, I guess if you really wanted to do that and, like, complete it, you could. But I feel like games like that, they're, you know, you can you can clear it, Benji. I'm giving you permission. <laughs> Minecraft is not one that you have to, it's not a linear game in that regard. I mean, it's, it's a sandbox. You just get in there you get your toes in it, you kind of work them all around, you make your castle and you, you know, you get out and you do it again if you want to, but don't, don't, uh, don't feel bad. No, no backlog pressure on that one.
2: I feel like the answer is actually the same for games that are endless or not endless. Like essentially if you play a game and you try and you are able to remove and take away any of as much satisfaction out of the game as you possibly can, or as you're going to, whether the game has an ending or not. Um, beating a game doesn't necessarily mean that you're done with it. So like for me, there's a ton of games that I'm like, I get it. I'll put, I'll get maybe 70% of the way through the game until I'm finished. And I'll just kind of, maybe I'll walk away, get pulled away to something else. And so in those senses, I don't believe that like a game like that is still my backlog. A good example is The Evil Within. I played that probably 80% of the way through, and I still got a little bit more to go, but like, I'm not going back to that game. And I've even played the second one and I didn't like it nearly as much. And my attention is drawn elsewhere. Like that, that's not a game that I would consider to be on my backlog. And I would apply the same to like Forza Horizon 4, which I would think is pretty endless and something like that. And it's like, at some point, I'm just going to want to play something else. And if I feel like I've put in a bunch of time, maybe there is a, an amount of time that you can attach to it. But for the most part, it's just like, I feel like I got a good sense of what this game is about. and had a great time with it. Then I don't have that guilt factor related to it. And trust me, like, that's why I like your guys' show and the premise around it is because, like, we all acknowledge that guilt factor when it comes to a backlog. And you're just like, oh, look at, like, my, my, my backlog is sitting right here. Speaking of, well, actually, now I'm going to make myself a liar because guess what is here? This is how you know that I was cheating a little bit. Lego uh-huh. Dimension sitting right there. Uh, near Automata, and Spider Man. These are in my backlog because they're just like right here. And I have not put enough time into those games to feel like I can walk away from them just yet. So there.
0: Yeah, no. And I I agree with that completely because like for me, like games like Minecraft, I just, I don't get into them or like MMOs or destiny. And like, my thing is like, I don't have the time to put into a game like that where I can endlessly play for a hundred, a thousand, 2000 hours and keep going and keep, you know, doing new stuff because My backlog's so big and I feel so guilty about it. And, you know, my whole goal is I want to be able to like, I want to beat a game and actually roll credits. Mm -hmm. Um, There are are a few things that I play and it's mostly like with kids or with friends, like for instance, mobile games, Clash of Clans. There's no real end to that. You just keep upgrading crap until you can't upgrade anymore. Um, Or like, you know, there's an endless runner that I'm playing with Jacob on the phone and the tablet. And my idea of when those games are done is just when I'm bored with them and I want to move on. Um, I don't have any, like, emotional restriction to I didn't roll credits, so the game's still in my backlog. It's just I know I'm never going to play this anymore, so it's it's been cleared. That's the general premise that I try to, try to live by currently. And then uh, final question, which is the biggest one, which, like, is a little bit of thinker. Um, from this point forward, you're unable to buy any more games until you've completed every game in your backlog. You can only buy one more game. <laughs> what is the final game you buy? Hmm. See, I I just immediately was thinking uh, the next Elder Scrolls game because I've got a big enough backlog. I can make it till the next Elder Scrolls game without having to buy anything new.
3: This is tough. So, th- is this any like? like unannounced game, a game that we assume is going to come out at some point, or is this like current, what are the restrictions on the surge?
0: I feel like it should be based in reality. Like, you know, the game actually exists or will exist. You know, there maybe has been an announcement or a tease, like, you know, Metroid prime four, for instance, you can't just be like, Oh, I Fallout five, you know, they haven't talked about it or anything like that. It's just something. And he did preface it by saying it could be a new or an old game. So you could, you know, Say that you wanted to get Super Mario RPG, for instance.
3: Hmm.
2: I don't know why this has coming to my mind. I'm sorry for jumping in. I don't know why, but like, it's almost like this is this game is in its in my backlog, even though I've never bought it. But it's in like my gaming gap log, I guess, is kind of another thing. um World of Warcraft, I would want to have. That would yeah. I would make that my last one. And I don't even know if I totally understand the question. But for some reason, that seems to fit in my brain. <laughs>
0: well, uh, and and on that same thing, there's like there are mental backlog games that I have that I don't currently own, but I know yeah. I'm going to buy. Like, for instance, Chrono Trigger. I don't own the game, but it's on my backlog. Like, I know I want to get this game and I want to beat it. So I consider it there, even though I haven't purchased it.
2: But the other, I mean, there's a, there's so many ways that we could tackle this question. Patrick, yeah. this thing is like blowing up my brain a little bit. So what do I want to do? Because I think I just made my situation so much worse by adding World of Warcraft to my backlog, which I have to complete every game until I can start buying games again. Well, there's no end to that. So again, to that earlier question, who even, I'm starting to get a nosebleed. These are all starting to like weave into <laughs> one another. Um, or do you get a short game? that you can beat in a couple hours and then start tackling all the other things. Or is it, is the <laughs> intention of the question, like what is one last game that you're excited about or of the games that you're excited about? You only get to choose one of them. And yeah. I think, I, so I think that is the I actual it. Of the mm-hmm. question in which case my answer is really stupid because <laughs> it doesn't really work. Um, I don't know. There's not too many games. Um, I mean, I'll say Pokemon. I'll say the new, the one of the either uh, Let's Go Eevee or or Pikachu.
3: Okay. I think I'm gonna go with is game that I had and then sold, and I don't know if it's gonna come out for the Switch, but it is available on the Wii. Is the Metroid uh, Prime trilogy? I'd like to get that again, and I'd like to play that. So I think I'm taking this question as okay. What you have is what you get. What's one more that you can add, new or old, and that's all you have until you complete it all, and so which is which is forever. Like yes. that's really the
2: question. Yeah, you'll, you'll never beat all the games in your backlog. So thanks for that, Patrick.
0: <laughs> wow, that, that was really that was a bummer. That's dark. I guess we can cancel the show now. We're never gonna beat them all. Got <laughs> it. That's right. No. Alrighty. So after uh, the nosebleed section, we have a. <clears throat> We have a spooky intermission coming up. <laughs> uh, I believe this one was sent in to us by Mr. Jeffrey.
5: Welcome to the spooky portion of the show. The intermission or the scarer mission. Hmm. I don't know. Didn't make much sense, but nothing makes much sense here. I wonder, was it the hunt or the Horrible dream that led you here. My name is Jeffrey. The ghost of Us past. I'm here to remind you of all the spooky and terrible things a gamer or a nerd must run into. What horrible things await you here. It would be awful if Mr. Trash Turkey. if Thanksgiving came a little early for him. <laughs> if that presidential pardon didn't come to him, because let's be honest, if he didn't care about that caravan, all oh, the odds of that little turkey... Oh, he's not going to make it out, no. No, but even more terrifying is your backlog. Because <laughs> that's what this name of the show is, you see. <laughs> when are you going to get to Fallout 4? You bought it day one? $60? Or 80 if you're Canadian. How terrifying. <laughs> it's sitting there. In its cellophane case. Collecting dust. For months. You'll, you'll surely get to it once you beat the Witcher. What would think. They... No. The thing that is most terrifying about one's backlog is. It never disappears. It only grows. <laughs> Enjoy your... Halloween backlog busters. You're going to need it. It might be your last. Hey, have a have a, have a, have a happy Halloween you guys.
0: I was just pausing long enough to give him yes. time to edit it in later. Yeah,
3: that's it's really good.
2: It's I was kind um,
0: of hoping that it would play, but that's good. That's uh, fine. Uh, we're we're not cool enough to be able to play stuff.
2: I don't know how to do that
1: either, so. <laughs> no.
0: Alrighty, so since I have the shortest amount of time to talk about the next topic, what was your game in and what month were we in? September, and uh, what would you think about it, Jeremy?
3: Well, I played Dead Cells, and I loved it. It was great. It's a highly addictive, procedurally generated, roguelike, Castlevania-like, Metroid-like, all the likes, and I liked it. So,
1: <laughs> Philip, Philip, is that you?
3: It's really good. <laughs> it had fast action i don't know anyways i don't remember the
0: i know the fast fluid (laughs) something like that you should have just pulled that review up and read it word for word
3: oh that would have been that would have been funny but i'm not that not that clever sadly but i did like this game uh i will say if anybody i mean doesn't know much about it like i said it is a roguelike and i'm not a huge roguelike guy being a parent and being somebody that has a limited amount of time the idea of playing a game where, at any moment, you've lost all your progress, um, is kind of a bummer. Um, but this has a pretty good. It does a pretty good job of, you know, letting you grind out and and add some, some permanent upgrades. Things like health flasks. Things like being able to, uh, hold on to more gold after each time you die, uh, and and different things like that. So, it's got. Uh, runes. Uh, let me kind of go through some things that it has. So it has these runes where it gives you abilities to go to different levels. Um, you start out in a prison, and you start there. Every time it's like a big ball of goo and stuff, and you roll over to a, a corpse and you reanimate it, and there you go. You grab your your sword and your shield, and you're on your way, um, and you start hacking and slashing these dudes. And it, I mean, it feels like a Symphony of the Night clone, but it's just procedural procedurally generated and as you go through you get upgrades Uh, you can kind of do one of three builds I would actually say one of two builds uh, a brutality build or a tactics build and I started off as a brutality build and then I realized that hey I'm not really good at getting up and close and personal to these enemies so my thought was uh, I need to stay far away so I quickly went to kind of a tactics Uh, Route where I would use um, these things called wolf traps and uh, turrets, and also bows and arrows. Bows and arrows, you get to throw your bow, you don't really, but (laughs) arrows. And um, in any kind of like ice uh, or frost blast, anything that would kind of slow the enemies, I got farther than I expected because I haven't played it for about a week, but I looked up um, some tips on, you know, doing a run and trying to finish it kind of at the end and I was like oh I've actually made it to that stage so I I got to the point where now I would just need to grind a little bit more um, to the point where I can re-roll the items in the shop so as you go through these levels there's a shopkeeper where you can buy different weapons well your guess, you're just they're just random weapons well if you have enough um, cells to put into the reroll, then you can get whatever weapon, maybe reroll it a couple times and try to get something that would be better for your run, or because you don't know what you're going to get. It's just you might get this fire weapon, you might get this, you know, whatever. So it's one of those where you're just hoping that maybe you get a good run. Also, if you're able to hold on to a lot more gold, then you're going to be able to buy better weapons from the shops from the beginning. Um, what I really like about this game is that it it allows you to do runs in different ways because like I said for the probably first week or so, I thought, well, I'm gonna use a a sword I'm gonna g- go do that. that's what I thought would be best and then all of a sudden I was like no, this is you know this is not my playstyle and it allowed you to to do it in, in a totally different way. So I don't know I Sean, you had mentioned that this was on your 20. 20- 18 games to play have you played it at all yet
2: i even had it in my hands man i got it from the library i was ready to play and then the fall sort of happened and i've been doing my best to try and keep up with it but i'm i'm happy to hear it's funny um comment that you started that out with thought i thought you were going to be talking about it in a much different way in that uh the type of game that it is you shouldn't be liking it like it's it's the kind of game that just like kind of takes all of the progress out from under your feet at every chance it can get and how just like not fun that sounds to me like I just don't even I can't even imagine a, a time in my life where like that sounds awesome just sounds it, it just sounds brutal so it's it, but and then you go on to talk about it and I'm like this sounds incredible man like that's that is what I want so I'm glad that you're able to kind of get past the that like front of your nose type of description of it, because I feel like it was a similar situation with, with Ori, where people were talking about how hard it is, and they weren't able to kind of get to how beautiful the game was and all the mm-hmm. things you kind of discover with that style of game. Um, so this is like, I guess, officially in my backlog, even though I haven't actually bought it, but it's at the <laughs> library. It's in my library backlog. Like, it's very accessible. Um, but man, I just, I heard so many great things. There's a couple games just over the last, like the spring and the summer. And this was definitely, this is one of them. The Messenger was another one um, that I just wanted to get to. And I just uh, couldn't get to it, man. And now now with holiday games, I'll just say this. Assassin's Creed Odyssey has like, I've never been so dedicated to a game. Like usually I bounce around from game to game to game. And I'm like, nope, I'm not moving on to Red Dead. I'm not moving on to, or even tackling any of my backlog until I am satisfied with with my progress in Odyssey. And it just feels good in this weird way, like mm-hmm. to just be pulled in so hard and just like to be, I'm not second guessing this decision at all. Like I'm not being, I'm not being um tempted by any other games. So I don't know, man. I, I don't know if that answers your question or not. Um No, I haven't played it, but I definitely want to, but God knows when that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh,
0: I feel the same way. Um I have actually put a couple hours into dead cells and like, I'm, I'm not one for roguelike games in general. I have a hard time getting into them there have been a couple that have like really grabbed my attention and like the castlevania-esque gameplay of dead cells is the reason that i enjoy it it's it is so smooth and fluid and like the combat is really fun uh trying to figure out how to tackle the enemies kind of like you i was using a brute force method like through the first level a whole bunch of times and i kept getting to these enemies that were like whooping me And, you know, I was like, okay, I just need to be a little bit more powerful. And then I discovered, like, the traps and, like, hitting them from a distance. And then I started, like, trying to cater my builds more towards, like, a distance approach. And I started getting further. Um, And then I like that there's a whole lot of stuff in this game that's just, like, really confusing. Yes. You can go up to these, like, little bushes and tickle them. Mm -hmm. And it's (laughs) like, well, this is dumb. And I was, was, like, doing it every single time. I was like, tickle, 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 tickle. It's like, okay. And then at some point, I'm like, well, that... That's dumb. It means nothing, and it's just a way to distract me. But then you get to the first boss, and you beat him, and you get that first rune, and now when you tickle a bush, boom, sprouts a vine so that you can mm-hmm. crawl up it and access areas you couldn't before. So now I'm like, oh, sweet. Now it's like, I remember that one over there, and that one over there. Granted, it's all generated, but yeah, right. the first level has a couple, and you can get to different areas. So that was really kind of cool. But the thing that I was thinking about most in a game like this is, like these roguelike games, they're almost kind of like the like the new throwback to games you played as a kid because it, like Sean said he can't imagine playing a game where when it's game over you don't get to start there again and try again you don't you know you lose all that progress and you start over from scratch well that's what we grew up with though the turtles games mm-hmm. um, bad dudes you had, you had your three continues and when the game was over you started it over from scratch like, every game we played as a kid had that same thing, unless there was, like, a code system to get to a certain point on some of the bigger games. But, you know, you played Super Mario Brothers 3 for the first couple of weeks, you beat a couple of levels, you lost your three lives, you know, you're back to the beginning. So, roguelikes, like, if I think about them that way, they're a little bit more forgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, I still love the convenience of the way the new games are, where I died, let me restart from where I was. But... If I look at a rogue like that other way, then I'm a little bit more accepting of their nature.
3: Yeah, and I feel like this game wouldn't be that long if because I was thinking to myself, okay, how would I make this better? And I thought, well, if I had a way to continue, and I will say one thing that I was a little nervous about with this game is at any point you can quit and then you can come back to that point of your run. So it's not like the game is tying you into, okay, when you quit this, you're going to have to start over. So you can, you know, pretty much stop the game and continue your run at, an, at a new point. I was a little worried about, you know, if, if it's like a one session thing and then, you know, if I'm 45 minutes in and then I have to, you know, go to bed or whatever, well, I just, I'm ending my run, but no, you can, you can continue at any point. Um, I'm at the point where I think I just need to grind for cells to, you know, get those permanent unlocks, like the more gold reroll. um, and more gold and re-roll and they have a way which this is fun too I will say another really cool thing about this game is when you you start getting some of the I don't know if they're called legendary weapons but the more powerful weapons and you get that like OP feeling where you're just these enemies that were taking you out you're just demolishing like throwing down turrets and they're just mowing things down you can speed run as well and get into these timed doors I don't know if you've gotten to those surge but you can just run through the level and try to make it to these time doors and usually there's a chest in there with some with some cells but since it's procedurally generated you don't know where these doors are going to be so there is some you know trial and error with that but anyways it's a really fun game you know i'll probably continue maybe in december a little bit to see if i can if i can beat it because like i said I guess it's kind of like my dead, my my Dark Souls game where I've never had a game where I've felt like really kind of discouraged the highs and the lows. Like I feel really discouraged. Like there's no way I'm going to beat this level. And then just over the next week, I, I get past that point. And now I can get to that point anytime I want. And so that's just overcoming a hard game. Usually I don't overcome them. I turn it off <laughs> and then try something new. So it's definitely rewarding and fun. And I feel like it—it does, even though you do lose your progress. I think it rewards you for for continuing to try and getting those cells. So, and after you beat it, well, guess what? Like you said, Sean, it's not over. So (laughs) uh, you're—you get uh, like—I think it's called a stem cell. And at that point, then you can pretty much make the game more difficult for yourself, and you know all those kind of game. um, What am I? What what word am I thinking of? Like a new game plus kind of mode. So you know that kind of stuff. So it continues. But yeah, just a fun game, and I, I definitely say that it's uh, probably one of the best I've played this year.
5: Wow.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I, I was worried when you picked it up just over the general, like, the difficulty level, uh, the fact that, yes, you can go through and make a complete run and beat the game, but there's no real ending. You can keep going and going. So I, I was a little worried if you were going to like the game or if you were going to be discouraged early because of the difficulty, but I'm glad that you enjoyed it.
3: Yeah, I will say um, for the first week or so, again, I'm dumb. I thought that when you go after each level, you go to a little stage where you, and I can't remember the guy's name. He's like the collector or something. Anyways, he takes your dead cells. And let's say this upgrade new health flask was 100 dead cells. I thought that you had to have 100 at that point. (laughs) So I wasn't putting any cells into anything. I was going through that door, which they say you can't get through, but you can, and going on. So I was like, just really making no progress for a while.
0: I was was
3: like, man, this is tough. I can't, I'm going to have to get a hundred cells to be able to unlock this. And then I thought, wait a second, can I just put 20 in, you know, and 20 in again? Yep. That's what you do. And I was like, man, I am dumb. (laughs) Anyways.
0: Okay, well, from a, from a game that plays like Castlevania to an actual Castlevania game, I played, well, I tried to play a little bit of a Harmony of Dissonance this month with this, uh, it's a Game Boy Advance Castlevania game, and there's three of them. Last year, I beat Circle of the Moon, and I plan on, you know, beating one Castlevania game a year until I get through the Game Boy Advance and then the uh, the DS versions. Um, but with this game and my month being so busy I only got a couple hours into it. I've unlocked about 60% of the map. However, like Symphony of the Night, this, I I don't know if you have to do the correct things or if it automatically happens, but this castle will flip upside down as well. So when I was thinking that I was getting close at like 65% of the map, then I realized, oh no, you get 200% of the map. So I'm a quarter of the way through instead of you 50, 60% of the way through the game. Um, But it is a lot of fun. The the things I'm going to touch on real quick because I haven't beaten the game, but I will beat it and talk about it during probably the December show since we're doing a free play month that month. Um, I I have two general complaints. The first one is it's just a complaint about old games. And that's because I'm just used to the new times. And that's that there's no, no auto save, no auto progress. You have a save point. You have to get to it. If you don't get to it, you die. You restart from your last save point. So as a bad gamer... I hack and slash, hack and slash, don't pay attention to my health. You know, I, I get to an area, I, get, I unlock a new area and then like I, I see myself getting to low health and now I'm just running around searching for a save point and then I die and then I have to go through it all again more cautiously. But that can be painful if you've played for 20 or 30 minutes and then you truly lose all that progress because you didn't find a save point or you ran into an enemy you shouldn't be facing at that time. And then the second complaint is just because I'm old and I got to a point where I was running around the map <laughs> and i'm like i can't figure anything out like i'm like i know i got to be able to advance somewhere and i'm like i'm looking at the map and i'm searching and i'm like maybe there's a hidden room somewhere like why can't i advance and i i went through the whole map like two or three times and i'm old my eyesight's bad and (laughs) i'm playing it on the uh the old ds Mm light so when you pull up your map you're looking at like this tiny little screen well there was an area fairly close to me and like on the map, it had like a little gap where it showed that you could go down. I could not find that. I'm oh. staring at the map, I'm searching for everything. And because of my like eyesight and the fact the map's so small, I couldn't notice that there was that one little obvious point where Ooh. I could go down. And then so I like wasted like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still killing enemies and leveling up and like getting better at the game. But once I finally found it, it was like, oh, and then it's like, next thing you know, I discover like 15, 16 more percent of the map and I'm going through and, but it was just really frustrating because the map was so small on that screen. And that's like, if I was younger and had better eyesight, I'd probably be like, well, duh, right there. Duh. Why haven't you gone there yet? So,
3: <laughs> I just um, imagine like grandpa Surge playing a game and then like teenager Surge being like, dude, it's right there, man. Yeah. <laughs> Can you see it? It's right there, dude.
0: That's going to be uh, me with my kids in a couple of years. Here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dad, let me play the game. You're dumb. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah. The the save room thing, I mean, Axiom Verge had a little bit of that um, earlier this year. But yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of tricky. Like, you get to a point where you're low health, and then you're like, okay, do I backtrack and go back to the save point and hope that I can make it? Or is it this next door, you know? You know, I open it and then you end up being like a boss and then you're, you're toast. But yeah. that is Sean. Rough.
0: I know you said you didn't prepare because uh you know, you didn't play anything old. Yeah. But give us five minutes worth of impression of Odyssey since you said this is the game that you're completely oh into.
3: Mario Odyssey, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Mario, yeah. yeah. Mario, <laughs> Odyssey. yeah. Mario Odyssey. Assassin's
0: Creed Cappy. Uh,
2: this game's better than Mario Odyssey. Um this game uh assassin's creed is not a series that i have like a whole lot of history with i played the first one four or five or six years late uh very very late into that series and i just kind of i i did the thing where i'm like i don't want to play whatever the new one is until i get through all of them And i played the first one and i i I went through the whole thing. That was back before. That was back when I held my my standards that high, where I needed to beat a game in order to like have a fully fleshed out opinion of it, or even feel like I had played it. Which is so weird. Like you could say you played a game, like before you actually beat it. But anyways, I digress. Um, That game is no good. The first one. The first one is no good, and it turned me off of the series. And I was meant to get around to uh, Black Flag. Still sits on my Xbox and didn't end up playing that one then origins comes around last year and just completely blew me away this game to answer your question serge is is a lot of what we experienced in origins and i would say a little more i thought that like between origins and odyssey the thing that stands out to me is that i finally care about the um the landscape the environment the setting Whereas every other uh, Assassin's Creed, everybody's like, oh, they're in London now. They're in wherever. They're in Italy or Rome or wherever. And I'm like, I just didn't care about those settings. And all of a sudden, Egypt and this one, Odyssey, being in Greece is just like, how have we waited this long until we're in ancient Greece? It is just so ripe and and fresh and so perfect for this type of game. And it's enormous, which I normally don't think is the main bullet point you want to have on the front end of a box of this game. You could play forever, but this game is something that I actually want to play forever. It, uh, the story is, it keeps branching out into new and surprising ways. Just when I think I know where it's going, uh, I'm taken to another world. I'm taken to another part of Greece and the warring factions between Sparta and Athens, I think is so interesting. I'm now into, I'm now into Athens. And now I, I play as Cassandra and i think in either case you're playing as a mercenary that basically just like walks the line down this this war that's happening between sparta and athens and and it's just an interesting like role playing experience because you can decide where you fall on this i i watched chris berto playing it and he's like i'm not attacking anybody from sparta And I'm walking like, I'll kill anybody. Like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) And it makes me feel capable. Like, it makes me feel like usually with Assassin's Creed games, I think that the narrative is you're fighting against the game or you're fighting against the controls. But with this one, um, more than any other Assassin's Creed and more than really any other stealth game, I feel like I can actually, like, stealth kill. The feeling of going up to one of those big... And there's... 20 dudes and there's a big captain in there and some treasure to steal like a very detailed this is what you do to complete this part of the the map um it scratches that itch of completion for me but then also i have figured out a way to be sneaky and stealthy and capable in it and for for most games like when i play like metal gear solid 5 especially and i'm trying to be sneaky i screw up all the time i feel like i'm doing everything wrong in this game, I feel like I'm doing everything right. I'm leveling up constantly. I'm grabbing new weapons. And, exp- and the game encourages me to explore different ways to kill people. And the skill tree is exciting. I mean, every aspect of this game that the polish on this thing, I think, is great. It doesn't have your normal uh, Ubisoft bugs, or at least I haven't experienced them. It looks gorgeous. I just can't wait to... like. That's all I think about right now. I don't know if that answers your question or not, but uh, I absolutely love this game, man. I am putting up Red Dead Redemption for, to play this game.
0: Okay, so I I tackled Assassin's Creed similar to the way you did. I started playing the first one when the second one was out. Yeah. Um, I got maybe 30, 40 hours into it before I finally gave up because I was trying to get all the feathers. Yeah, trying to yep. do 100% everything. And then I was just like, I need a break. So I think when like three was out or one of the random expansions came out, I finally went back and I beat the first one. And... I didn't like the ending. I didn't like the final battle. Yeah, ending's and weird. I, and and I was, yeah, it, it was really, really kooky. But I was so turned off with the game. I, yeah. I was happy I finally beat it after putting 50 hours into it. But I was just like, ugh. And I heard two was better, but mm-hmm. longer. And I just, I, I bought two and then I bought three, but I've never gotten back to them. I've never, I was just, I was so turned off by that first one. And then because it was a yearly franchise, I'm like, I'm never going to catch up. Like, why would I jump to Black Friday if I haven't played, like, the four previous games?
2: Yeah, the annualized nature really kept me away. And, like, seeing it become, like, this huge mecha, just really kind of, like, I just I just kept bouncing off its atmosphere. I just kept trying to come back into it, but I just kept not doing it. I remember seeing, like, my old um, official Xbox magazine and seeing the screenshots from that game. And this is one of the last more modern games I remember this. And looking at it, going, how could this be bad? I feel like it got, like, a seven or something like that. It got, like, sevens across the board back then. I remember looking at that going, like, there's no way. Like, I was that gamer who looked at a screenshot when like, that review is alive. <laughs> <laughs> this game looks incredible. But, man, I remember... Assassin's Creed game, in my mind, has come a long way, and I give a lot of credit to Ubisoft. Um, there's these huge conquest battles where you choose a side between Sparta and Athens, and it's just, like, 200 people all just, like, going at it. And it's so incredible. Like, this is one of the aspects of the game and the and the ship combat and the stealth and the exploration and all the different things it all just comes together and it's so huge and expansive but also dense like i don't really ever feel like i'm traveling that far without finding somebody to give me a new quest or to kill a bear or explore a cave or go to like dive underwater into a shipwreck or something there's always something to do but not that there's something to do all the time but that it's actually fun so i'm just man This is like, this is a great game. I feel like I want to play this more than like Breath of the Wild. I think we need to like revisit our thoughts on Breath of the Wild a little bit because open world games have come a long way even since then, just a year and a half later.
0: Yeah. So like I have a setup for this and then a question for you. But like one of the things I'm doing for next year is um, in December, everybody does their game of the year podcasts. Yeah. So I'm going to pick probably like four or five people and, whatever their game of the year is. My goal is to find that game for $20 or under, and then Mm -hmm. try to put some time into it or beat it next year. Nice. So going back and just, you know, hitting the big ones, basically. And I have a feeling that Assassin's Creed Odyssey is going to be a couple people's games of the year.
2: I think it might be. And it feels weird to even say that just because everybody has that like taste in their mouth when they think of Assassin's Creed and it's not a game of the year trophy taste it's a little more bitter and nutty i think yeah but
0: but my question for you is what should i should i play origins first no or can i just go right to odyssey is odyssey that much better that i can just skip origins
2: here's the thing like okay so i think if you are looking for two great games then yes play both but i think that in the in the world of you don't have like 200 hours just like wide open and free then just go straight to like they're they're not linked at all and it's not like one really prepares you unless unless you needed to like break some muscle memory maybe because the controls are so much different um i don't think so man just jump into this new one or play or if you haven't played origins and you want and you're worried about um like getting something for cheap that that game has got to be dirt cheap by now and it definitely was not we were still trying to like wrap our minds about can we talk about game of the year when we got when the when the game title is Assassin's Creed last year? And this year, not only is it, we've gotten over that a little bit more, but the game is actually better than Origins. So in, in either case, play either, man. Flip a coin and just pick it, and you're gonna have an awesome time, I think. I think Cassandra's a more interesting and better performed character than than Bayek, but Bayek being in Origins, Bayek's wife was badass, man. Anytime you got to like kind of have a, an interaction with her. Oh, she was incredible. And his motivation for doing all the things that he's doing, it's great stuff, man. It's great stories, great characters. I don't know what else people want in their games, but it's very playable. It's a video game game. You're not fighting with menus or anything like that. It's just good stuff. Love it. Got me going on it. Holy crap. Man, I'm ready. I asked for five minutes, and here we are a half hour later. I know. You got (laughs) to
3: spray him down, guys. Um, already
0: so oh that that brings us to what games are on deck for November slash December since we're already in November
3: yes yes, yes.
0: jeremy well you got oh, it.
3: me me first so I, I did want to say and and I forgot to mention this when I was um talking about dead cells one thing that I purchased uh, I have here is one of the d-pad Corey d-pad joy cons and I will say that this is awesome. If you if you primarily play in handheld and you want an actual legit D-pad, games for platformers and stuff like that, I would suggest picking it up. I haven't seen it in stores. I mean, I know Amazon has it. It, it would be a little, it would be nicer if the D-pad was a little bit higher. I think naturally, um, I want to put my finger a little bit higher, maybe more to actually where the analog stick is. I mean, it's got a lot of downfalls, but this thing, I mean, if you want a D-pad, it feels like a an NESD pad to me. A little squishy, but but not bad. For 25 bucks, well worth it, I think. Anyways, that's that's that. Um so the backlog for November. Everybody's playing this Starlink Star Fox game. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I love me some Star Fox. Uh, Star Fox 64. I have a special place in my heart. I like I like to say that a lot but I do for Star Fox 64 and um did you guys ever play games no. and listen to CDs at the same time or like and music and, and, mm-hmm. and you have like you have like the a memory tied to like a game and songs yeah mm-hmm. yep. um for some reason Star Fox 64 and like Dave Matthews band in in my mind like ants marching I don't know it's weird Hilarious. but I I just had gotten my you know 12 CDs for a penny from GMG or whatever it was,
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> and uh, I had you know that and some throwing copper and uh, what else Ooh, was it? like throwing copper, some insecticide, the the Nirvana's, Rana. yeah. So it was all the CDs that like I mean they weren't quite the best or newest CDs, but you got you know anyways twelve CDs uh, for a penny. Let
0: me let me interrupt you for a second because you brought up throwing copper mm-hmm. by uh man uh, live. live. So when I went to high school. My history teacher in ninth grade was Ed Kowalewicz's dad. So what? the singer, yeah. So the the singer's dad was one of my my teachers, and this was before they broke big, and it was the CD before um, Lightning Crashes, mm-hmm. whatever that one's called. I can't remember, but you know they'd put out more of like a. It was a CD, and they had a little bit of play on MTV at some point. But so I got to meet. Ed, and I think the drummer before they broke big, because what they would do is at the end of the school year every year for like four or five years while they were like playing up in York, Pennsylvania, is they would come play at our high school because that's where he went to school and that's where his dad teach. So they'd have a concert, they'd come into his dad's class and like do some trivia and hand out CDs and stuff like that, sign autographs and whatnot. So that's cool. that was my brush with a guy that everybody considers an a-hole now but yeah, I, I always thought it was really cool that like one that like he came to the school and he played some stuff and then like two years later or something like the band breaks huge with lightning crashes and all those songs.
3: Mm-hmm. So. Um, well, so star Fox 64. And, oh yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I'm going to, I, you know, I'm kind of getting jealous of all these people playing star Fox game or a star Fox game. So I've got a couple on my list. Star Fox two on the Super, the N- Super Nintendo Boxing. Mini Super <laughs> Tiny Classic machine box. So, I mean, I've not played it yet. It is an unreleased it was an unreleased game and now it is released and uh, I'm excited to try it out. I've heard I've heard that it doesn't hold up, but I mean, it is a game from the mid 90s trying to do 3D. So, yeah. I didn't even like the first one to be honest with you. Oh
2: now that man. you were asking.
3: Uh I was. I was, Sean. <laughs> On that note, one of the games, it's unopened, Star Fox Zero. And with the introduction of Grippy Toad, Star Fox Zero, this is unopened, guys. I'm I'm pretty excited. And I'm a little upset that Grippy wasn't in, in Smash. I mean I where's it. the where's the outcry for Grippy? I mean, this guy, look at that mustache. How creepy is that? <laughs> so, Star Fox Zero is my next game.
0: Grippy, I'm... the Ron Jeremy of the Star Fox <laughs> universe. And,
3: um, so this is a game I bought at oh, uh, God. A, a pawn shop several months ago. This is Centipede Infestation. Um, you probably think this is shovelware, and it might be, but it's a take on the classic centipede game, but it is done by WayForward, so it's a WayForward game. Um, has some, you know, hand-drawn art, cutscenes that look pretty cool, and it's like a uh, isometric sh- shooter. And yeah, I, I I picked it up for like three dollars, and it said WayForward on the back, and I thought, well, it might not be garbage. So there's that. And last but not least, because the baseball season is over and um, I had asked Donnie over at PSVG if, if um, he wanted a new Power Pros game. Oh my uh, I'm God. putting the MLB Power Pros uh, Wii game on my list as well. And this has a... I think I've tried to get Serge to, to let me play this before, but we'll see if it makes the cut. So these are my games. Sean, you get to pick one and Serge gets to pick one. And then I put them on Twitter. So that's, that's how it works.
2: Serge, you go.
0: Oh, I go. So my, as soon as you showed it, I knew what my pick was going to be. Um, when we had, it was either our introductory episode or our first episode, we talked about games that we wanted to play over the course of the year. And I thought you were telling a joke, but evidently you weren't. That is correct. Star Fox zero was a game that you said you wanted to play this year, no matter what. Yes. That is my choice. Yes,
3: because it is so, it's a very divisive, divisive game. Right, uh,
0: most people think it's trash, and there's one person that likes it.
3: Yeah, well, there's two. John and Dave both enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, hey, it's got grippy toad, and um, it's not coming out for Switch, so I've got to play it. I'm not really thinking that it's going to be worth all that much if I keep it unopened. Because it was going for like five dollars at GameStop not too long ago. All right. So, oh my goodness, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it's pretty cheap. So, all right, exciting, nice. Sean.
2: It's got to be centipede. Give me that, right. centipede, man. Look at that, look at that box cover. It's just that screens like you, you know, the classic, right? You want to play that, but like. Yeah. It- Nothing like it at all. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's like, yep, you thought you were going to play Centipede, but you're not.
0: Yeah, this I is this is the game that inspired Pac-Man Championship Edition.
3: Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it it looks okay, and but you know, there's no trackball on the on the Wii, so we'll see how it goes. Um, it does have the uh, the Pro Controller support, so we'll see if that that actually works well. But yes, excellent, Sean, excellent
0: choice. So. Before we booked Sean, I said that I was going to not give anybody a choice, and all all four of my games would be Diablo. (laughs) Um, However, I don't think that makes for good uh, television. (laughs) So, I am going to go with uh, Diablo on the Switch is going to be one of the choices, because I'm going to play it no matter what. I'm going to throw Dead Cells on there. Um, Final Fantasy XV Pocket Edition. Oh... And my last game, and then before anybody chooses, I have These are much say. better already. <laughs> and my what are
3: you last
0: saying, game, Sean saying not look good to me at all. Uh my last game is Mario Cross Rabbids. Holy all right. crap. And so with that, I want to say that everybody used to make fun of Ubisoft, and now they are killing everything they put out. Yep. Mario Cross rabbits Starlink. Um, all the Assassin's Creed games lately, far like, cry. I don't think Far Cry 5, other than the ending, I don't think anybody has said anything negative about the Ubisoft game recently.
2: The crew 2 wasn't very good this year.
0: Oh, did that exist?
2: Yeah, exactly. So, there maybe that, maybe to your point, they'll be saying anything bad about it, <laughs> say anything about it at all, but just, just like knocking everything out of the their them exactly. Okay, run down. Okay, so did you say Diablo is you're playing that no matter what? Is that like does that mean we're not allowed to pick it? You can pick it. I'm going to play it, so I'm putting it on the list. As well. uh,
1: uh,
2: Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so you're playing Diablo no matter what, whether we say so or not. And then we've got Rabbids. And then what were the they were also good. You've got Red Cells
0: Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition and Mario Cross Rabbids.
2: I'm gonna go Final Fantasy Pocket Edition because I want to know what you think of that, man. I am very intrigued by that. It seems like it's taken out all of the douchiness out of Final Fantasy 15 and just like (laughs) it's getting nice and cute. And I'll live vicariously through you to play that one because I've Final Fantasy 15 isn't in in, the real one, is is in my backlog that I'll probably never get to. So it's
0: uh, also in mine. I put about eight hours into the PlayStation 4 version.
2: Same here. Yeah, I just couldn't could didn't stick, but that's not to say it was a bad game. It's just sometimes when I play games at the end of the year, especially like uh, around Christmas time and things, uh, I just try to try to play them because I've got the time, but like it's not always right. And I don't think I'm gonna do that this year. I, I think I just don't care about game of the year kind of stuff. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, as my friend Joseph would say, have fun with it, have fun with Pocket Edition Final Fantasy 15, man. That's awesome. And Diablo. I kind of get a twofer.
3: All right. Well, so you pick
0: a game and Jeremy picks one and they go to Twitter.
3: Okay. So, I'm I'm glad you picked that one, Sean. That's the uh, pocket edition. That's that's the one I've I want to know how it is because again, I, I can't put that time into a Final Fantasy game and I just I think there was a conversation on Twitter that about like chibi-style games. Mm-hmm. Like, I would take everything in chibi style. Like nice. there was a I think there was a Last of Us chibi-style art picture that I, you know, Posted that uh, back to Donnie at one point like yes, I'll take anything chibi style. It's great. So I want to I want to know. I want to know how that one is Serge, I would say I want you to show me up. I want you to I want to put Dead Cells on the list. I want to see if you can beat it this next month. All right. (laughs) Dead Cells. You're gonna play Diablo anyways. So yeah, you know, I think I think Dead Cells and Final Fantasy
0: all righty so normally at this point we talk about uh the backlog builders brought to you by benji Kong. cue the bumper <laughs>
3: Yes. Thank you, Benji. It's an amazing bumper. Thank you so much. He's got his own segment, and he made his own bumper for it. You're going to take over the show soon, we, Benji. Thank you. We
0: truly are a community podcast run by the people for the people. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, but the, in all honesty, this is um, November. This is Black November, and there's going to be 17 million games on sale all month long. And then when you get to the end of the month, everything's going to be fourteen ninety nine. So there's no real reason to talk about sales because they're all going to happen this month, yes. except for the one you did want to point out. Starlink on Switch at Target will be $40 on Black Friday.
3: Woot woot. Thank you, uh, BF ads. Uh, stay tuned to BF ads. You'll get your uh, Black Friday news and your ads there um, as they drop. So yes. Uh, Starlink. I also. I think Cole's. Um, since I'm not uh, Sean, don't don't uh, don't at me, bro. I'm not an <laughs> Xbox gamer, and um, you know, I I know, right? <sighs> I feel bad. So I don't have an Xbox. My PS4 is toast. So I'm I'm really. They have an Xbox One S. I think it calls for 180, maybe with a game, and. And also like $60 in Kohl's bucks. So like you're, so you're like getting it for like one twenty with a game. I mean, it's like, they're giving them away. So maybe this is the year, maybe next year. uh, That's a really good deal. So, so yeah. And
0: then all you have to do is get game pass and you never have to worry about actually buying games. That's right. Right. Damn right. you,
3: You have that virtual backlog that just looms over you and they just say, here's more games, Turkey. Can you play them? No, you can't. I was trying to forget that actually. <laughs> Even as I
2: was coming in to do the show, I was like, well, Game Pass is kind of like the whole everybody's backlog. We're all now, we're, all, we're on the same boat. We've all got the exact same backlog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alrighty. righty. So um, at this point, we normally go to Future Log, which is something that you want to play. And I'm really curious about you, Sean, because you're taking a much more casual approach to gaming this year. Um, yeah. You, you're playing what you want instead of what what the game of the year dictates, you know, like listening to the mega dads. Now like, I am. Well, it's I'm like just saying. like pretty recent. Yeah. So, but even with that casual, there's gotta be something out there that after you finally beat Odyssey, what are you dying to get to? What's oh. What's that next game that you really want to jump into?
2: Well, Red Dead is, is literally being the one that's like, I've, da- I bought it. I downloaded it. It's sitting there waiting and everybody's talking about it. And it looks incredible. Um, and I do feel like, I'm going to just kind of like glide right into that. Like that does seem like a very chill experience and that's kind of what I want. So it seems like that, that'll be the one, but, um, I played the first maybe two hours of Spider-Man and I haven't got to that really. Like I would actually probably start that over to be honest with you. So between like red dead on my Xbox or Spider-Man on, on my, on my uh, PlayStation, I guess that's kind of it. There's too many, man. That's this, these questions are too, it's too much. There's too many things. I've had to delete um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider off my Xbox because it's just, it's not a bad game. It wasn't a great game. It's just, you can't play not great games at this stage or games you're not at
0: least enjoying like they're great. Don't tell Trash Turkey that. He's going to play Centipede. Centipede, for sure, for sure. Come on, guys.
3: <laughs> hey, you know, That's somebody's back a little bit. Hey, somebody's, you know, can't, al- I can't play, Assassin's, I've never played an Assassin's Creed game. I own Brotherhood and then I sold it before I played it. Um, You know somebody's got to play Centipede, fair. right? You know. That's
2: fair. That's fair. <laughs> I was going to recommend if anybody has a PlayStation Four, Next Machina is on for like seven bucks on PlayStation or on PS Plus right now for wow. sale, and it is excellent. It is a gamey game. is an arcade game. It is great. Uh Housemart game. Next Machina is is perfect. But if you don't have that, then I can't help you. No, oh, wow. <laughs> sorry.
0: <laughs> so for me personally, I'm. On my list is like, it's a series I wanted to play before. And in fact, I think I bought the first game back on the PS3, and that's uh, Valkyria Chronicles. Nice. Um, One and four. Well, four is out for the Switch, and one's coming out. So I want to play one when it drops. But I, over the years, I've really gotten into the like turn based strategy RPGs where you're kind of like fighting on a grid. And Mario and Rabbids is like a similar type style game to that. So Especially listening to Donnie talk about it recently, and he's the only one. But like, I really want to. I want to jump into one of those games.
3: All right, I think on my list I have Penguin Wars. Anybody heard of that game?
0: No. <laughs> right so uh,
3: this game. So this is a sequel of a game that came out on the Famicom um, thirty plus years ago. It, it, they released it for the Switch, and it's out physically. Um, I don't know if you guys were kids and you came apro- across a like, kid. you know, you guys kids once, <laughs> does that happen? <laughs> um,
1: so I was,
3: <laughs> I was a young chick once and, and that time, if you ever came across like a pool table and you were like, I don't know how to play pool, but you would like throw the balls at each other. Like, this is a good idea. Like you're going to launch these like pool balls and, you know, crack the skull of your your cousin or your, mm-hmm. your sibling. Um, this game kind of simulates that with some funk and some penguins and other, like, <laughs> cartoony people. Um, you sl- It's kind of like a, a, maybe like Pong, but you, you have like these dodgeball things and you have a table uh, in between you and you roll these balls at the opponent and you try to knock them down. Um, and it's kind of like a Pong, kind of like a, I don't know, like some random really weird game trippy game i think it came out in the states uh there was a version of it on the game boy but i never played it but i i saw a video about this and it looked pretty fun it looked like the the kids might like it you know it's cartoony it's got funk music and penguins and he rides around in some kind of weird penguin vehicle that and then like challenges other animals so you know game of the year i'm i'm kind of thinking guys
0: definitely it sounds yeah. like it i mean i just watched the trailer it looks incredible and it's
3: funny
2: how like it actually like timed perfectly with i recommend if people uh weren't watching a trailer you should go back listen rewind the podcast go get the trailer lined up and watch it at the exact same time because as you described it like things were happening it was like a
0: pink floyd and wizard <laughs> he is a walking infomercial already so it is it's That time of the evening, we start wrapping stuff up. The first thing we do is our retro cheat code. And Jeremy has a system.
3: Yes. So I have a system. Last month, Serge decided to wreck it. I mean, I've worked hard for this. This is half of my show, Serge, and I'm doing it this way, especially with Sean on. Sean, I want you to say stop when I when I'm when I'm scrolling through the book and then I read you a code. I love it. You ready? Yep. Stop. All right. So it looks like today we're going to have a code for OutRun 2006 coast to coast. So backloggers out there, if you're struggling with this OutRun 2006 coast to coast, I'm going to give you the code to get one million OutRun miles.
1: I don't know what that is, I've never played the
3: game. <laughs> um, so this is what you need to do. You edit your license and change the name to Miles and Miles, select Done, and back out of all the menus. Easy enough. Backloggers, now you are ready to play some OutRun, which by the way, OutRun has amazing music, so just play it for that. SEGA
0: alrighty so um one I want to I want to say that this has been an amazing show first of all we had the pod Father on and I would be remiss notorious not the Do on POD this year? yeah yeah totally um two we have a we have an actual opening theme composed by Adam Leonard instead of like the random classical music so now we have something to associate with us so I can't wait for you all to hear that or you've already all heard it actually um We had Bad Bit do our spooky intermission. And then we had a little jingle from Benji Kong. All of this is new. And then finally, Adopt a Backlogger. So this month's Adopt a Backlogger comes from the one and only Barbara Walters, uh, 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 Johnny Casino. (laughs) And it's his review of Final Fantasy XV, which is kind of one of the big reasons I decided to put this on my list to play this month. Nice. So kind of a star-catted our star studded cast of backlogbusters this month. A little bit of everything.
3: Well, it's episode ten and I was gonna ask Sean maybe we can redo this episode because what I thought maybe since you know typically in ten episodes is when you give feedback. So I was thinking what we, we should have done maybe with this episode is that like you would just stay silent and then just kind of whisper over us like what we're doing wrong and how we could improve. Shut it down.
1: <laughs> stop doing everything
3: <laughs> that's what i that's that was my my second pitch, but maybe 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 next time I don't know <laughs> so yes, thank you all, serge sean. it was great, thank you,
0: Jeremy, talk about our music
3: gobble go oh <laughs> 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 so yes, oh music, I forgot I'm sorry, I'm so. It's ah, rookie mistake on episode 10 in front of Sean. Ah, this is the worst. Okay. So the closing music, I was trying to get us out of there, you know, out of here. See how I can see on our notes that you're right above it. Um, So apparently the switch is going to be able to get dreamcast games eventually, maybe. So what we have is a dreamcast remix called late night sneak in by happy. I don't know how to say the rest of it. Just go to the link, download the song, enjoy some Jet Grind Radio, and uh, we'll see you next time.
0: And Sean, plug yourself. Like, it, oh, like that. Oh, okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I understood
2: it feels, I thank you guys for having me on, man. Number 10, very, very special. Everybody else, you, you know, you had, had other people on in other episodes, but number 10 is very special. So thank you for having this spot for me. I really appreciate it. Uh, people can find me on Twitter at Sean Capri. They can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. And um, I do a number of shows, but I want to direct your attention to the Xbox drive because it is, it's got to be the most fun I have doing a show with my good friend, Luke Lore, the insipid ghost that of course I record while driving in a car in this last week, I was being tailed by the cops for the first 10 or 15 minutes. And uh, that's never happened before.
1: <laughs> so.
3: I seemed very nervous. And I was wondering, like, when I was listening, like, does he have like a laptop in his like? Yeah, does it look like he's just trying to steal Wi-Fi. Does he look like he's, you know, trying to. That's I, exactly I was wondering what it was, like. was going to look like when they pulled you over. So. Pretty
2: much, I'd have to, yeah, it would ruin everything. So it it there, It there. looks like a real skeezy operation. I've gone through the McDonald's drive through with my laptop open, and the guy's like, what's that? And you can see as I'm talking, like, the recording, like, waves kind of going away, <laughs> Nothing, and I slammed <laughs> sl- my, my window closed, and I drove to the next window and get my coffee. So it's good times, man. I love that show. Thank you guys for having me on this show. And uh, here's
0: to the next 10. Thanks. Times 10. Thank you. Times 10. Times 10. And everybody have a happy Thanksgiving.
4: Gobble, gobble. <laughs> Turkey. Hey backloggers, Johnny casino here. And over the last two months, I have taken two games off my backlog. Um, The first one that I want to tell you about here is final fantasy 15. Now everyone's heard about this game. Everyone's heard people talk about this game. Um, I love the idea of Final Fantasy games. I, I love some of the story behind Final Fantasy games, but I've had issues with them over the over the past however many years uh, since I played Final Fantasy VII. And that is that for a long time, they were turn-based RPGs. And I, I have a hard time with turn-based games these days. Um, not necessarily the difficulty level, although, I mean, I suck at all video games, so I'm sure I suck at them too. But... More just the the grind of it. Um, I have a hard time sitting there going, okay, this guy do this. All right, this guy's next. All right, do this attack. It, it just it gets tiresome to me. It gets boring to me. And I know some people love it. It's just not my thing. Now, this game is different, and it's not the first one to go away from from the turn based RPG. Right? Um, I know I play twelve. I'm sure there's some other ones that I just have never touched. Um, but even looking back at some of the other ones, you know, the, I guess specifically in this case, uh, I believe it was 12 that I played. Uh, it was one of those things where you just kind of told the person how to attack and moved in there. And you just kind of watched the attack and just like, ah. Uh, uh. So when Final Fantasy 15 was announced and it opened up with, with Stand By Me being sung by Florence in the Machine, it's, it's a song that I really love. Uh, it's a band that I really love, and just like that combination of that song, and then just with the trailer, and the way it was made, I was I was sold, I, would, I was instantly sold, and I remember seeing it, and it was supposed to come out on my birthday, and I looked at my wife, and I'm like, this is what I want for my birthday, like I'm gonna pre-order it now, I want this for my birthday. And then the demo came out, and I played the demo, and I just, I didn't like the demo. I didn't like the the combat specifically. And I, I wasn't sure if it was going to be the game for me. And so I just put it off. I just put it aside and just didn't, didn't bother. Me. I heard people talk about it. And I kept thinking about it and just kind of set it aside. Well, eventually I'm sitting there and I'm looking at Best Buy and I still have my Gamer Club unlocked. So, you know, all the games are 20% off um, brand new. And when they're on sale, they end up being 20% off that and whatever else. And I was able to get the game for like $16, something, something along that line. And I was like, you know what, for that price, I'm willing to try this game out. So I put it in, and you start going, and the game opens up with the song, and it starts getting into the story, mm-hmm. and then you start getting into the combat. And I'll say this, like at first, the combat wasn't what I was looking for. Um, it, there was a lot more to it, I think, than I thought, Um it wasn't just kind of like hitting different buttons for different kinds of attack, which is kind of more what I want out of one. Uh, trying to get the magic and stuff figured out. Um, as you work your way through, you have to, you know, pick weapons and buy weapons and make sure the right person has the right weapons. And that right there, I just, it gets to the point, like for me personally, where it almost feels like too much. And there are times, though. In other games, you're like, okay, I have these different weapons to choose from, but it's just a matter of what type do I want to use? Do I want to use a spear? Do I want to use a sword? Do I want to use a gun? Do I want to use a, a, something more close range? Something like that. But with this, it's like, this one has more power, but it has less magic or whatever, right? It's, th- there's trying to mold the character more specifically to what you're looking for just always kind of gets me. Um, there was also an issue where you had to have money to buy things, and you know, you got money by doing things that I wasn't really sure what, right? I I wasn't sure how to earn the money. You know, you would go on these quests for the story and you'd get stuff, but normally it wasn't money. And I hate finding items and taking it someplace and having to sell that for money. It just drives me crazy. Well, eventually, as I'm playing through this, I get, you know, kind of enough money to to upgrade some of their weapons and kind of learn some new moves and whatever. And I just, I hit this spot. Um, I think there's like 14... Uh, chapters. The fifteenth one is is like just going back and doing all the stuff you missed after the game's basically over. So I think it was in the third chapter. There's this point where you have to go through this cave, and I'm like, all right, let's go do this. And so I tried to go through the cave, and basically I just was mostly doing story missions and one or two side missions. And I'm going through, it and I just got destroyed. Like I just got annihilated. And I was like, you know what? Okay, let's go. Let's go grind. And I hate grinding. I hate. Grinding. I I if you stick an RPG in front of me where I'm like walking through the grass and there's something popping up and um you know I have to just kind of walk around and find these different guys to get in fights with, it drives me crazy because you're doing the same thing over and over again. But here's where Final Fantasy 15 does it right. You have all these little missions and there's these hunts. And the hunts you go on will be like, okay, there's this this beast, and you have to go kill this beast or these group of beasts. And you go to that area and you fight them. And every time it's a little bit different. It's either a different number of them, different location, maybe it's a different beast. But you go and do this, and as you go and 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 take down these beasts, you come back, you get experience. You get money. Like that's where like I think that's the spot where you get the, the most amount of money. And and so I was able to start doing those and get money and get some experience and start building up my level. Um, I decided just to say, you know, I was like, screw it, let's go do some side quests. And the side quests are they, they're almost feel story-like. I mean, there's people in these towns are like, oh, you know, I just need these things from you. Or, you know, uh, I need these pictures. And the picture ones were very weird. And the guy who was asking for it looked like Hurley from Lost. And maybe it was the same guy. I really don't know. Um, But... The side quest did not feel as daunting to me or as uh, boring to me as they have in a number of other games that I've played like it felt a little bit more right. Um, so I went through and did a bunch of these side quests you know and you go through do all these side quests, you build up a bunch of XP you go to sleep at night and that's when you actually get the XP which by the way you have to decide if you're gonna spend the big bucks on the hotel room or if you're gonna spend the, the small amount of money on a uh, like a little cheesy camper. Or you can just go camping, but they all give you different amounts of XP or food boosts or whatever. I don't know. You can find recipes. It's bizarre. Um, But I was going through and I did this and then I got to like 10 levels higher than what they recommend you continuing on with the story with. And after I did that, I hopped back into the story missions because I'd done plenty of these side quests. Hop hopped back in the story missions, and I was able to just go through it. I mean, there were ones that gave me challenge. There were ones where I actually had to look up because I just could not figure out what I was supposed to do. There, there's a mission where you're in this like bog area, and there's this creature, and you're like, oh, we can't beat him. And you literally have to run to this one place on the map. And if you're not in the right place, look in the right direction, you won't see it. But you run to that spot... And then one of your guys does some cinematic thing and, and takes the dude down. Um, but outside of that, all the fights seemed reasonable. They all seemed doable. When I, when I when I died, I could see why and I could see how to come back into it and maybe do it better. But it, it it was fun after that. Like after I got past that point, and don't get me wrong, like I was having a good time up to that point, but once I got there, once I got to where I was moving through this, it was a really good time. I really enjoyed it. And I'm really glad I played um, the story. I mean, I've heard some people, you know, say good. Some people say bad things. I, I thought the story was okay. It didn't really bother me. I didn't think it was something super spectacular, but I did enjoy it. The music was good. The fighting scenes were were um, pretty decent. The there were some cinematics in it when you start calling in. Um, I don't even remember what they were called, but like these things were just gorgeous. I mean, there was so many things that were just visually stunning about this game. Um, so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to end it there on my conversation about Final Fantasy 15. I had a great time. I'm glad I'm, I'm through with it. I'm glad I, I went through it. I'm glad I experienced it. And if you're out there and this is something that's in your backlog, and, and for me, it wasn't like sitting on my shelf type backlog. It was, hey, this is something I just really want to play. If this is that for you, look for it on sale. You can normally get it, maybe even with all the DLC involved, uh, for pretty cheap. And it's definitely worth playing. The next time I come back... I'll tell you about the game that this one led to. What's going on? What, what's going on? I don't understand what's going on here. understand what's going on. <laughs> <laughs>